What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode number 333. My name is Steve. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts of the show. And as always, I'm joined by... Ron. <laughs> and John. There we go. Look at that excitement yeah. that we got. Got like, that little flavor to that intro. I like it yeah. with the names. Well, make we, it we really, we really overthink these intros and we really overtalked oh, it last 100. time. So I, I had to do something special this time. I know yeah, everyone's right. watching oh. us. I'm sure every single person listening to this appreciates it. So you're all <laughs> welcome. All I think they're all distracted by the fact that we're wearing the same shirts we were wearing last week. Right. You're assuming that they subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm assuming. Oh, here's what I think. Oh, oh, oh. Here's what I honestly think happens. Here's what I hope happens. I hope that they go to the audio and listen to the crisply mixed, perfectly modulated voices that we have on that show. Yeah. And then they right, say, right, you know right. what? They're, I felt like I wasn't getting the full story because there was clearly some visual communication going on between these three right, right. firebrands. And then they say, I'm going to watch the video. And they do that maybe with a little bit more intention. Like the the, right. the podcast is for getting errands done, you know, chores. Yeah. And then when it's time to like sit down for almost like devotional study, they need to sit down and watch the YouTube version. <laughs> that's, I'm pretty sure you're probably right. I like that. that that's probably how every single experience happens. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why we so get yeah, such getting... big numbers, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of that last episode, we definitely. We mentioned at the end that we were going to be uh, participating in this year's, the, the 2022 South by Southwest. We missed out on a couple other festivals that we were excited for, but thankfully we got this one taken care of and they were kind enough to include us again this year. Uh, so we thought, you know, this is going to be coming out the week before next week, next Friday, the 11th um, is when the festival officially starts and it goes through us. I think it's Sunday, March 20th. So we kind of went through the film lineup and we each are going to basically picked out among our many films that we've kind of added to our schedule, kind of just to pick out three uh, showcases each and talk about them and just briefly why they kind of stand out to us. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to follow that up in a few weeks after the festival's over with a recap of those movies um, and maybe some other ones that we've kind of come across. But uh, for this episode, you know, we're, I think we're all pretty excited to kind of go through and discuss a few of the things that stood out to us among a pretty um, uh, massive list of films, I think, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we've mentioned before specifically about South by Southwest, um, you know, how great it was and is to be able to participate in this because of the online element that they've introduced. Um, A a silver lining of the pandemic experience is that these festivals have realized an opportunity to, you know, expand uh, who has access to the films that they're showcasing and, and trying to find eyes for. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the selection that Southwest South by Southwest has for the online portion of their festival, you know, while it's a little bit of a bummer that some of the bigger titles that we're all very excited to see in the coming year, probably the ones that need need less help, I guess, um, aren't a part of the online element. They're more of the showcase screenings that they do at the theaters, at the physical festival. Um, there's no question there's a lot of great stuff in this online programming that they've put together. Um, so if you guys want to jump in, either of you want to start us off by kind of going over one of your first picks uh, of what stood out to you so far. Um, the first one I wanted to say is a horror film called Bitch Ass. Yep. Um, it just sounds like it's, it's like a gang-related urban tale about a masked man that's going around killing people and set in, <laughs> in in 1980s like it just sounds like one of those things that 
it's unique. It's, it's, you know, putting something in a different time really changes the context of uh, someone's murderous ways. And I'm just down to see how a movie named bitch ass is going to play out. I mean, it, it caught my attention immediately. I, I love the phrasing murderous ways. That's such a great, like, that's such a, that's such a courtly way to discuss it. You and your murderous ways. Um, no, I love, I mean, the, you know, sometimes the, the, the write-up is all you need to know that you're interested yeah. in a movie. Yes. And this says, think, don't breathe, meet squid game, but black. And I just feel like you got my interest. I'm interested in this. I'm with, you know, but I'm with you. Anytime it sounds like a simple grounded situation that could easily spiral into, I mean, as a fan of like slasher films and horror films, I frequently want there to be more just simple situations where it's like, oh, just introduce a killer into this situation. It's an interesting situation. And therefore the killer, uh, the you know whether it's a period piece whether it's current whatever but like i don't know it's a it's a compelling human situation to have like yeah. oh there's a killer loose there's someone with murderous ways out there <laughs> <laughs> warning folks this interloper he has murderous murderous ways, ways. <laughs> no i was interested in this one too do we know anything about any of the people involved bill posley or posley is the not, director not that i know screen of. written by him and jonathan Collum. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about these guys. And and I and I I love that more. Like I love that I'm gonna be finding out about a voice that I, I haven't heard of, you know. So that seems this, to be yeah, and, and that's like a big takeaway with a lot of these. I mean, I, definitely most of the ones that I have on my list and, and a few of the, the, the that I picked for my three is like I have no frame of reference for these filmmakers, for these screenwriters. You know, that's like this is kind of like the joy of a film festival is that you know you find all these people like Ronald just said that like, you know, this is, this is how you start to hear about them. And, you know, in some, in some cases, probably some of these movies that we're going to be picking on this episode specifically, you know, some of these movies, three, four years on the line, there'll be some of the filmmakers involved with some of the biggest franchises, uh, you know, out in the movie world right now or in television. Um, but yeah. That stood out to me too. That's on my list. Uh, yeah. Like you said, the idea that it starts in the eighties and picks up in 1999, I'm like, okay, yeah. those are two time periods I'm I'm sold on, especially when you're talking about like a slasher, <laughs> urban legend, yes. uh, payback vengeance type deal. I'm like, yep, you checked all the boxes for me, so let's do that. So Count I'm definitely going to check in. that out for sure. Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Uh, John, John, you want to go? You know, I mean, I'm I'm looking. I guess I'll pull from the same uh, column. I guess this is the the Midnighters column, which is where bitch ass is uh, is is one of the available things. And honestly, there's a lot of things in here that I'm interested in, just because this seems to play towards some of my genre tastes. You know, this is where there seem to be the creepy creepy crawlies. But the one that I'm going to highlight is one that I've seen a trailer for, and I'm, I'm very intrigued by the notion of this filmmaker making something that I might be interested in. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, go back to the early days where I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not a hype man for Ty West, but I'm rooting for Ty West to come back with something a little interesting. And I think this movie X um, mm. sounds, it's similar to what we just said. It sounds like, okay, there's, there's going to be killers of some sort afoot. 
Um, but there's a situation that feels like it's interesting and kind of fraught for those people. And it's like a remote scenario. It's yeah. a, it's, I'll just read the log line here. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. Uh, th- that sounds very straightforward. And even that would be kind of intriguing if done well, like almost a reverse home invasion meets Texas Chainsaw kind of rural horror vibe, menacing the city folk, you know? But yeah. there's some weird shit going on in this movie that you can't tell quite what it is. The trailer is just, it looks a little gonzo. And it is one of the few of these movies that I was able to find an actual full trailer for. So, um, <clears throat> Maybe maybe that's changed in the last week or two. But when I first saw this list, it was hard to find anything more than the occasional like photo from from a lot of these movies. But this is one that you know there's a look and a feel to it. And I, I again, having enjoyed uh, a couple of Ty West films from earlier in his run, I, I like the idea of him getting back to what feels like uh, you know his horror roots, so to speak. Um, and you know maybe turning something out that will that will really work for me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm I'm more interested than like hopeful that it's going to be great, but uh, it kind of fits into this category of these these uh, these horror films that you'll see at festivals. Which I think we've discussed how in recent years there seems to be like a growing genre section at film festivals where it used to yeah. be that you you most mostly wouldn't see sci-fi or horror films, and now it seems like every year there's several that are like destined to be festival favorites. So, pretty yeah, I'm looking cool. forward to seeing that one too. Um... X. I guess I'll, men- I'll mention the only one on my list that's not a documentary, uh, just to kind of stay with this idea. Um, it's called Anoleum. I don't know if you guys checked the the, just the page for this one out. This uh, this stars Jim Gaffigan and uh, Ray Seahorn from Better Call Saul, who, you know, anybody listens to podcast knows that we're fans of. Um, mm-hmm. But just the the idea of this story about a family who, uh, you know, a satellite falls in their backyard and the husband kind of takes to um, a lifelong dream of, you know, basically, you know, becoming an astronaut by rebuilding it um, into its own rocket ship. And but strange things start to happen, interconnected things, weird things, uh, coincidences, maybe uh, maybe he's having a midlife crisis. Maybe there's other things at play. Um, but the cast is, you know, there's some other like Michael Ian Black's in it, Tony, Tony Shalhoub's in it. I'm not sure how prominent they are in it, but it seems like it could be, you know, that kind of like a cross genre type drama, sci-fi elements. And uh, the cast alone really has me interested. And um, I'm always down for anything where a a satellite or possibly something alien crashes into somebody's backyard. So uh, linoleum is, uh, is, is my first pick. Yeah, this one looks like it has the potential too. The way it's worded, it, it could be one of those kind of indie quirky things. Because yeah. when they say uh, surreal events begin to unfold around him, that could mean that there's a story about events unfolding around him that we find out the mystery of them. But it also right. could mean it's an indie quirky movie and the characters are acting zany, you know. But either yeah, way, yeah, yeah. I, I love this cast and I love. I think the concept it does feel like, you know, I, I could see poignant humor coming from this kind of um, pathetic slash grand you know, obsession uh, that this character sounds like he sinks into. So, yeah. And I love her, especially race. Uh, yeah. I'm just really She's ready great. to see her take off. Oh, it's, what do you got next, Ronald? It's back to me. Um, so I, I don't see it listed anymore. And um, I, I know it's probably going to move around a bit, but there's an untitled Magic Johnson documentary series. That's going to be a South by Southwest. I, I saw it listed. 
Uh, and now I don't see it listed again, but I'm I'm banking on it being there. Um, Magic Johnson's uh, trajectory is insane. You know, a, a six foot nine point guard that has the charisma of the most charismatic person that you could ever imagine. Um, and it, it it's still on there, Ron. It's, it's called they call there. me yeah. They, it's called they call me magic. I have okay, it so they they have a name for it now. So when yeah. they first put it on there, uh, they didn't. Okay, so they call me magic. Um, magic Johnson is one of the most polarizing figures in sports at the time because of you know him having sex with so many people and then the HIV thing and essentially what's been a, a rebranding of Magic Johnson afterwards, you know? And what's strange is, as, as I'm saying this, that the, the Adam McKay, Magic Johnson, I mean, uh, Lakers show is going to be premiering kind of around the same time, which may right. depict them in a lighter sort of way. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the source material of that, the Adam McKay show. Um, but this one... I'm, I'm excited to see how it depicts Magic Johnson because it says it's a, a holistic portrait. So um, I don't know if I've ever seen a long form analysis of a man so polarizing. So, you know. Yeah. And this is like a this is like a, a big production. Like This is like one of the bigger uh, episodic premieres uh, yeah. at South by Southwest. This is directed by uh, Rick. Uh, what is it? Rick. And like Rachel Morrison's the you know cinematographer for it. I mean, this is like a big series for Apple TV Plus. It's going to be on that platform eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like you know, especially in light of the uh of the Jordan documentary series that ESPN did, you know, last yeah. year. It's like, you know, everybody, I don't know the approach, the tone of this show uh yet, uh compared to that, but I mean, it's like Yes, you know, the, you you let let's have time to explore these iconic athletes, and you yeah. know, not just what they did for the game or or their place on the court in this case, but like the other areas of their lives. Like you know, like you were saying, like what was polarizing, what he did, you know, for certain communities and stuff like that over his career, which I think is a part of this series from what I've read. But um, yeah, definitely a high profile series. Definitely uh, have it on my list too, and it looks like it's going to be pretty impressive and especially because it is an apple tv plus series yes. uh you know this is like spare no expense again rachel morrison depeated and it just looks it looks great too so um i'm excited to see that one too good pick cool 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 well i will i guess i'm <clears throat> drafting in in ronald's steps because he, he picked a horror i picked a horror um <laughs> and and now he picked a doc and i've picked a doc uh this is something near and dear to my heart and it's like it you know it we've seen these kind of entertainment documentaries that have a little bit more meat on them just as far as how they're they're made uh and you're always hoping that it'll be beyond that like electronic press kit sort of thing and like what subjects really warrant a, a documentary like we saw the sparks brothers that was a great documentary about a subject that you could have done just a serviceable documentary about so i don't right. know what this movie's going to feel like but i have high hopes that just the story that's depicted is going to get me kids in the hall comedy punks mm. um i mean if if i had to make a list a very short list of entertainers that had an early and important and lasting influence on my aesthetic and my outlook 
when I was a kid, the Kids in the Hall came on, I guess I was like 15, maybe 16 when it came on, when it was a show. Um, it went from like, it was an HBO special. It was an hour long special, which they didn't, don't, normally they did that for comedians, stand up comics, but this was a sketch show, but it was an hour long special that, that just blew my mind. And then a couple of years after that, they had a show on HBO. And then within a couple of years after that, they moved to CBS and then they were gone. They had a movie brain candy that came out in the, in the late nineties. That was, you know, beloved by some, but it's kind of a cult classic. It wasn't like the 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 first step in their cinematic career or anything. And they've come right. back since then with tours, and they've had a revival show. And I think in general, they're sort of beloved, and you'll occasionally hear people mention how important they were uh, to a certain generation's comedy influence. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I just feel like they they're due this kind of moment in the sun of people of, you know, some good talking heads maybe coming together to to talk about their history and and the fact that all five of them are still alive and they're now working together on something new. It coincides with a new Amazon show coming this year. So we'll get to see the state of their comedy today and getting to see this documentary kind of, it, it feels to me like it's a, a big year for the kids in the hall. Um, and uh, I don't know much about the movie, the people making it. The uh, uh, director is Reg uh, Harkima or Reg Harkima. And then the executive producers are a, a long list of names. But one of them is Paul Myers, who is someone I'm acquainted with, who uh, wrote a book on the Kids in the Hall called uh, Kids in the Hall, One Dumb Guy. Um, the idea being that the five of them together make up one dumb guy, you know, like th that's their <laughs> aesthetic. But I don't know. I just think that like if if you know their comedy and maybe if you only know people who mentioned the influence of their comedy, you know that they were sort of they were sort of smart and and they were a, they were a comedy troupe that felt like a rock band, like the way they were presented on their show and the footage of them that would be between sketches. It was very much like footage you would see in a rock video or the, just, the you know, they presented almost like a punk rock aesthetic of comedy. And I think that was important to a generation that, may, you know, maybe we all grew up watching a version of Saturday Night Live, but that's an institution. The, yeah. Your generation provides you with some comedy that's more specific to you. And the kids in the hall made fun of like bland suburbia in a way that really connected with me as a teen when I was starting to kind of push against the, you know, my suburban existence and the stuff they joked about was the exact stuff that frustrated me. So, you know, some of their comedy has not aged well as anybody making comedy in the eighties and nineties would probably find uh, 30 years later, but I think they err on the side of having their heads in the right place more often than not. And I think that like, I don't know, they're kind of heroes of mine in a strange way. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see them get a little, a little appreciation, but also I'm just excited to see what comes this year when they have a doc and a, and a new show. And should we be mentioning when these are airing? I know there's an online event for this one. Uh, and then there's a couple of other screenings that are in, in a theater. So if you're not coming locally to this, this online event for this movie is on March 16th. Um, but, uh, yeah, kids in the hall, comedy punks. I'm, uh, I'm, very excited uh, to see it, but like I said, just as excited that there's more new kids in the hall stuff coming this year. Yeah, I would say in terms of scheduling, anything that we mentioned on this podcast, or if you're just in general interested in the, the online portion, if you're not, you know, able to attend the festival, if you just go to schedule.southbysouthwest.com, that's schedule.sxsw.com, and just hit the film festival portion, that's the full list. You can filter it by online only if you're looking at basically what we're looking at. Um, you know, if you want to check out anything that we mentioned. Um, the next pick I have, I'll, I'll go documentary as well. Um, actually, the last two I have are both docs, but this one is called Second Chance. Um, this is a doc by Ramin Barani, who did, um, people probably know more from like movies, like uh, feature films, like 99 Homes. He also did The White Tiger. 
uh, more recently. But this is a documentary uh, about the creation of the concealable bulletproof vest, which is just interesting itself. But, I, you know, the story around Richard Davis, who invented the vest, um, just basically, you know, seems like a character, quote unquote. And the story of the company's rise and fall um, uh, over, you know, I guess over decades, because I think it was in like the late 60s or early 70s when that was created. But, um, you know, his drive to create it, to prove it worked, you know, by shooting himself so many times, you know, to make, sell this sell this product, um, but eventually becoming the biggest body armor company in the world. Uh, and then something goes wrong and a cop dies uh, while wearing the vest. And it's kind of like the cracks start the show and the company starts to lies, myth making in this story of like, you know, this American business and the idea of myth making and, you know, uh, questioning story and questioning truth in terms of like what happened and what didn't happen and what they were doing and what they weren't doing to make sure that this product, um, you know, maintained uh, quality and, and and its main purpose in terms of safety. Um, but it just seems like a really interesting documentary, both in subject and from what I've read, just the idea of it being entertaining, which is like a, a really, you know, special thing with a lot of these docs that come out of these festivals. And they're usually the ones that you see pop up later in the year, um, both on a lot of streaming services um, and even in like awards conversations uh, at the end of the year. But um, this is a filmmaker who, you know, stands out to me and I've seen his name ar around a lot. Um, he also did a uh, man push cart, which came out. Uh, wow. Like 10, 15 years ago, but just um, a name who uh, usually delivers pretty well for me and most of the stuff I've seen that he's done. I'm not sure. Uh, have you done any other documentaries recently? But that one for sure um, is one I'll be checking out. Again, it's called Second Chance. Um, and that's a part of the online screening series uh, at, at South by Southwest. Um, yeah, so that's my my second pick. Cool. Um, my last pick is uh, James Morsini's I Love My Dad, uh, which is a about his real life, uh, I guess his dad uh, desperately wanted to see him. He's estranged. He didn't get along with his dad. So his dad impersonated somebody on a social network in order to connect with him. And uh, it sounds like it, it has some comedic elements to it. It's uh, Rachel Dratch, um, Patton Oswalt, um, couple other comedic actors but this sounds like it could be pretty damn funny uh and sad <laughs> at the same time strange fathers and stuff like that strange parents in general always a sore subject for a lot of people but this 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 looks like this could be really cool um it looks like it, it is going to be available online on the 13th uh so you know you can buy an individual ticket for any of these movies if you'd like that's the cool part about on, these online festivals. You, you know, uh, with other festivals, I've just bought individual tickets, and then you may hear, uh, you may see another list come out, and then you can pick pick another movie you want to see. So, yeah, I love my dad. I um, am. I was a little unclear on whether we were only picking from the online items or whether we were picking from just the full. Oh no, festival. no, you can you can pick from. Because, I mean, I suppose some people might be deciding right now <laughs> whether they're going to travel in a week. Right, it seems unlikely. Right. 
Um, but I don't know. There's a movie that I think we may have mentioned on the show before, but I'm just really super excited to see it. And uh, and I think it's really cool. This is the kind of movie that South by Southwest can kind of have a big event for. But everything, everywhere, all at once yes. is is one I'm just dying to see. And every I mean, I've watched, I guess I, I keep feeling like I keep seeing footage from it, but really I've just watched the trailer several times. And every time I watch it, I, you know, I, I was very impressed with the inventiveness of the the directors, the Daniels, um, their previous movie, Swiss Army Man. Um just just the inventiveness and the heart and the how strange and and uh, I think it was one of my favorite movies of that year. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you always look at filmmakers like that and go like, what will they do next? And what will they do with a little bit of uh, production value and just that whatever that clout you get from having a, a well regarded movie? And it seems like this is uh, uh, and it, uh, I mean, it looks like a really cool twist on sci fi concepts that we don't normally get to see explored in a movie that's not a huge franchise picture or, or something like that. Like this is the same kind of stuff they're playing around with in, in, in current and upcoming Marvel and DC films, but it's presented right. in a very, you know, a grounded sort of person. And I'm very intrigued by this notion of Jamie Lee Curtis as a sort of bureaucratic, uh, villain, yeah. uh, and also just the alternate versions of a character getting to know them. I could see that that being, a, you know, a, similar to the, the wacky stuff in Swiss Army Man that was unexpectedly poignant. I think the sort of different versions of a person maybe coalescing into one or just seeing the differences in how your life could have gone or how your existence could have been. That feels like it's just it's, you know, it's it's leading right to that moment of. Of, of some heavy emotional stuff too. So I'm really intrigued by it. I love the cast. One of my favorite things about it is that, uh, I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name, but Kihui Kwan, the, yeah. um, the actor who played short round in uh, Indiana Jones in the, in the Temple of Doom, who just seems like he should have been doing more. Maybe I, I would find he's been incredibly active if I looked at his uh, IMDb, but I just haven't seen him popping up like I would think I would have. And he was always a really likable uh, actor. So I'm intrigued by that. And then, of course, Michelle Yeoh is just one of those beasts of cinema yeah. <laughs> that this Absolutely. looks like a great fun opportunity for her to do something that she doesn't normally get to do too, which is like, you know, I mean, she's great with the physical stuff, but she seems to be playing some comedy and some, again, different types of characters in this. So um, I'm kind of ready for this to be a, a tour de force, but even if it's just interesting, I'll be, I'll be happy I saw it. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is coming soon to theaters as well. This is just one of those movies that's just kind of making a stop at South by Southwest before going everywhere. Right? Or am I wrong about that? Like, I don't know what, I don't know when it yes. comes out. Yeah, yes. yeah it's coming yeah. out okay. pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my last pick, um, is, is a, another documentary. Again, I feel like most of the movies on my list, uh, I feel like it's been that experience. A lot of these festivals that we've been able to participate in, there's just so many incredible documentaries, you know, on these slates, but, um, the one that really stood out to me was like a no brainer. And I was so excited to see that they had it was a, a doc that kind of was the big acquisition, uh, in the doc programming at Sundance this year. And this is a documentary that uh, is called uh, fire of love. And this is, uh, it was picked up by National Geographic Films at Sundance. So it's already got distribution and it's going to have a theatrical release later this year. Um, and I'm sure some sort of awards push because it's apparently, it's, it's supposed to be incredible. But it's basically um, this documentary series about uh, Katia and Maurice Kraft, who were a husband and wife scientists who basically studied volcanoes for decades and you know, basically spent years collecting hours and hours of footage and, and, and still photography, just documenting, documenting the behavior of volcanoes, trying to better understand them and the force they are in nature. 
Um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, basically this story of this like love triangle between, you know, this, this couple and their love for volcanoes and how they traveled mm. the world to study them. And, you know, it's no, it's no secret, you know, basically this, this couple died, you know, during a volcano in 1991. So this film is basically, you know, an exploration of their relationship, you know, with one another, with, with, with this force of nature and what they strive to like really understand and kind of bring information to the scientific community about them doing things that a lot of people would never do. You know, it's kind of like that. It has a very big, like grizzly man vibe to me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you've seen that documentary, you know, people pushing the limit uh, about something that they, you know, want to understand more of and, and really kind of be trailblazers in some ways, I guess. But, you know, that ultimately led to their, you know, deaths. But I mean, apparently the footage is just like incredible. And um, their story is just as interesting um, from whatever. I know a couple of people who saw it at Sundance and they just were like, this is like absolutely a front runner for next year's Academy Awards, like National Geographic grabbed this apparently it was like a bidding war and they, they, they ended up getting it. Um, but it's like their big acquisition this year. And it's like all eggs in the basket for this doc. It's on the online series. Um, I, let me see what the date uh, for this one is. Um, uh, Fire of Love. Sorry. This is only, it's, it's got a bunch of screenings in person, but the online event is actually on Saturday, March 12th. So um, if you, if that sounds interesting at all, um, I think that's going to be one that people are talking about a lot mm. at the festival, um, especially because it was such a buzz at Sundance. So definitely think you should try to check that out if you uh, have mm -hmm. any interest in what I just described. But yeah, it's called Fire of Love. And that's my last pick, man. Among many other things that we have on a list here. Yes. I, I love South by Southwest interface. I love how you can like, so. you know, create your favorites. You can download your schedule right to your phone. Like it's just, it's amazing. So if you're interested in participating in the festival, and, you know, and if you are remote like we are and have no way to physically attend um, the online portion, like Ronald said, is great because you can buy certain tickets. You can buy a pass to attend the online portion in, in its entirety to whatever, you know, uh, schedule you could accommodate. So there's definitely options there, but they have a really great interface to kind of keep you organized and to make sure that, you know, you've prioritized what you want to see and, and you know when and where to, to see it. Um, so. Again, major thanks to, to South by, and I can't wait to uh, kind of participate this year and hopefully see more than I even saw last year. But again, it runs from the 11th, Friday, the 11th, next Friday, it starts. So you've got time again, schedule.sxsw.com. Uh, and between, mm -hmm. honestly, between the time we're recording this and it coming out and when the festival starts, like we were talking before we recorded it, they, they're very well known for like releasing surprise things, you know, in the weeks to, coming up and even the days before um, the festival starts. So there may be even more titles added to the online portion. So definitely keep an eye on that site. If you want to check out if anything new gets announced um, and uh, you know, there, there may be some surprises in store uh, at the festival. They usually do have that kind of, you know, they kind of feel like they do that every year. Like they have some awesome surprise, like in the day or two before they announce something crazy. Um and also, yeah. I don't know if we really have mentioned this. A lot of these online screenings do have a and a by the filmmakers afterwards that's included, you know, yeah. uh, in the thing. And sometimes that's, that can be, you know, those can be, those can be not big nothings, but those can also be great. Some of my favorite festival moments that I can remember had to do with like the overall effect of having the filmmakers there right after uh, the screening to talk. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's listed on a lot of them too. <clears throat> 
Cool. That's amazing. What else? Um, yeah, there's so many. There's a lot of good stuff, man. I'm just like scrolling through anything else. Like a lot of documentaries. Uh, there's a documentary. I just mentioned mention a couple other ones just to people to check out. Um, there's a doc called, um, obviously, I'm a huge Disney fan. There's a doc called Mickey, the story of a mouse. It, yeah, it's, yep. you know, just the iconography of, of the character, the, the, the Mickey Mouse character. Um, there's a doc called the Pez Outlaw, which, again, these entertaining docu-series, like, um, if you've, like, find that, I don't want to go too deep into it, but basically this guy travels uh, over to Europe after the fall of the Berlin Wall to try to collect these, like, rare Pez dispensers. <laughs> this is a fucking true story drama oh drama God. crazy shit ensues um but you know it sounds it's got the markings to me of like you know it, this kind of thing could end up on netflix or something it, it sounds like a netflix you know doc and, and they already picked up one of the production companies if you've seen the legend of cocaine island on netflix which is a very entertaining documentary about um locating a buried treasure of cocaine uh just crazy stories, man. But the Pez Outlaw sounds really interesting too, and that's also a part of the online screenings. Cool, cool. Um, John, anything you you're yeah. looking forward to this? I I just would reiterate that that Midnighters category. There's three or four other yeah, that's, movies that sound packed. like they could be really good creepy things. But you know, yeah. I, I, rather than rattling them off, I would just say, be sure to look at that category. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to mention is Atlanta is going to be showing. Yes. The first episode, first episode. And I'm hoping that we get some access. There's, there's, there's like four spots that are completely blank for the online presence. And I'm hoping that with our credentials, we could be, cause I know that, I know that with our, our specific credentials, we do get the, um, the ones that win the award or whatever, the ones that they're allowed to show online, the ones that win awards, they actually screen on the last day. And hopefully we can get access to some of that stuff, including Atlanta. That would be really cool if we could check that out. The upshot oh, is that Atlanta, I think the show actually comes back just a few days later. So at least right, right. You know, so, we don't have to wait super long. But yeah, you're right. The access would be cool. Yeah. yeah. And that's that. Uh, yeah. I think we talked about this. This the, the trailer for that looks incredible to me. <clears throat> it does. It really does. Um, yeah. There's a horror film called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies um, that takes place in a um, like an upper class party with a, a bunch of. Uh, yes. 20 somethings and um yeah that does sound good cast too. it just looks it just sounds like a, a cool concept uh and things go very very wrong as it says in the uh press presser for it so yeah i mean it's in the midnight category so like that i'm, I'm kind of in that same sort of space like i don't know what it is like you you, you guys were kind of hitting on it but yeah this last couple of years it feels like south by southwest and uh, a couple other festivals are kind of hitting on the horror genre pretty hard. You know, these are these are movies that are probably going to go to other places and blow up. And it's cool mm-hmm. to see that they champion them pretty early. So yeah, both like both X that John mentioned and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Like these are a twenty four movies. Like they they are yeah. they're showcasing them there for a very specific reason, and they're mm-hmm. a feature of the midnight presentation. So. Yeah, these are these are probably standout movies or movies that they want to get eyes on. Um, I hope maybe they change them over to online options because I, I definitely would love to see those too. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be fun to see it. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a bunch of stuff that we mentioned when we do our recap, you know, when we run it all down that, that we haven't even mentioned today. And like Ronald said, these slots, they kind of like keep open. Like that's kind of what I was getting at before. Like they announced this stuff like in the weeks leading up. And mm-hmm. hopefully it's some cool, exciting thing that we we didn't have any clue would be there. So that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, schedule.southbysouthwest.com, S-X-S-W. Um, check it out. Check out the tickets. Check out the online pass if you want to see as many things as you can over the course um, of those nine days. And uh, we'll be back in a few weeks after taking some time off. And we're going to see all these movies and check in with you guys with a recap. We'll probably come out the week, I guess, after the festival ends. So the 25th, we'll be back with a new episode. Mm-hmm. Running this down and telling you what we saw and uh, the standouts, hopefully. But did you guys have anything else you wanted to mention about the festival or anything like that? No, not, not that I can think of. Uh, you know, try it. I mean, if you if you haven't done an online festival, I mean, these things weren't accessible a couple of years ago. And we've right. been kind of, you know, trying to, champion it a little more because it, it gives you a level of accessibility to these festivals that we just didn't have if you weren't in the states that they, they were being held in so and if you're a movie fan and you and you hear about some of these festival favorites kind of coming before they hit the festivals and then you finally hear about them get, you know sometimes it's a year and a half before you get to see them and yes. it's just torturous some of these movies that become almost legendary because they're yeah. supposed to be so good so yeah this this is like something that is like a whole new thing for us uh, and others that you know follow this stuff that you get to see this stuff when it's still fresh the only yeah. annoying thing is then when you tell your friends about it you have to be like <laughs> i don't know i'll let you know when i hear something you know yes but still, it's really yeah, like, cool. Just you wait. You'll see it eventually. Yeah. You, you will well, you're trying it. not to do that. Like, I I, try, I don't ever <laughs> like being the guy who's like, just wait till you see the thing I've seen. But sometimes you want to say, oh, man, there's this movie I saw that you really love. And it's like, wait, yeah, right. you know, I this is useless information to you right now. <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. Yeah. All right, cool. Moviesmovie.com is the website. You can hit that up and check out some yep. past episodes of the podcast if you're watching this on YouTube. Please make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications by hitting the bell uh, icon on this page. Again, we'll be back in a few weeks recapping South by Southwest 2022. And uh, we'll see you guys then. As always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye.